0: I got a question from Josh, asking how their bank can differentiate itself through their marketing and advertising efforts in a world, in a market where rates are always changing and the competition is growing ever tougher. Let's answer this question to guide you on today's episode of Banking on Digital Growth.
1: You're listening to Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay a podcast that empowers financial brand marketing, sales, and leadership teams to maximize their digital growth potential by generating 10 times more loans and deposits. Today's episode is part of the Inside Digital Growth series, where James Roberts shares answers to some of the biggest digital marketing and sales questions he gets from the digital growth community. Have a question you want to get answers to on a future episode? Visit www.goaskjr.com to submit your question today. Now, let's go Inside Digital Growth.
0: Greetings and hello. I am James Robert Lay, and welcome to another episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Today's episode is part of the Inside Digital Growth series, and I look forward to answering a question from Josh who sent me a really good email. He was asking how their bank can differentiate itself through their marketing, through their advertising, and a world in a market where the rates are changing and the competition seems to be getting tougher. This is a really great question and one that we spend a tremendous amount of time answering here at the Digital Growth Institute when facilitating our quarterly digital secret shopping studies for financial brands. Now, if you've not heard the episode where we've been talking about digital secret shopping studies and how we do them, I recommend listening to episode 303 where Audrey and I dive into digital secret shopping study methodologies that you can apply, that you can use to maximize your digital growth potential. But before I dive into some thinking that Josh shared, if you have a question that you'd like to get answered on a future podcast, text that question to me. Text it to my cell phone and it's 415 415 And I look forward to answering it on an upcoming podcast. That's how we all get better together. That's how we all grow together. So let's dive into Josh's question about how you could differentiate your financial brand when the rates are always changing and the competition seems to be getting tougher. I want to dive into my book, Banking on Digital Growth, because that's where I shared eight different ways financial brands can rise above the commoditized promotion the great rates and the amazing service the look-alike laundry list of product features that every financial brand promotes. And we're not going to be able to get into all of these different points today. So I'm going to share just a couple to get you started down the right path. In fact, there's no better way to begin this journey than to establish a culture, an organizational culture, and a commitment to a very simple mantra, four words help first, sell second. But why? Why is this important? Why should we commit to helping first and selling second? Well, money is confusing and people, they're looking for someone that they can trust to guide them beyond the confusion, beyond the complexity of money. And the way that we can do this as financial brands is through content, content being the fuel of the digital growth engine, because it is content that empowers our bank. It helps our credit union. It helps our FinTech rise above the commoditized promotion of the rates and the service that everyone else is talking about. Now, committing to producing and promoting content, both that helps first and sell second, is very different than how we have done marketing in the past, typically direct marketing, where we have one message, we send it out to many people, we run a campaign, we need auto loans. We run a summer auto loan promotion. We're looking for deposits like many of us. And so we, we do something and expect something else immediately. But that's not how people buy financial products. People buy a financial product when they have a need, when they have a problem, when they have pain that they're looking to solve. And that's why when we help first and when we sell second, It means we're committing to do more than just provide a product. We're providing a path forward beyond the pain that they're experiencing in the present moment. And we're doing that through education. And when we're looking to educate and to truly guide people to a bigger, better, brighter future, we do that when we build up content assets and content libraries that are ready for people when they are ready. We're ready for people when they're ready to buy that home, when they're ready to start and grow that business, when they're ready to start saving for the future. We're ready when they're ready. Another way to differentiate products, really thinking about your website, is to just reduce choice you think about your website right now, how many possible paths, how many different ways someone can go about finding a product, a loan, deposit account. In one of our studies, we looked at close to 100 different financial brand websites. And what we found is that the average website for a bank or credit union had 28 different calls to action on their homepage. That's like 28 doors someone could walk through when they come to the branch of your bank or your credit union, 28 doors, what behind door? Number one, what, what, what is there behind door? Number two, I'm, I'm really not sure it's confusing. And it's a little bit scary. It also overwhelms people. Am I making the right choice by clicking on this button? On the other hand, we found that neobanks and fintechs, they only had six, a little more than six different calls to actions on their homepage. And when we started doing some comparisons with clients, we found that by reducing choice and eliminating the number of possible paths on a homepage, people started to feel better about their digital shopping experiences. No longer did they feel like they were being sold to, they felt like they were being guided. They felt like they were being helped. And so the 28 different calls to action on a traditional bank or credit union website, it's a big problem, but it's not the only problem. There's also the issue of the rotating banner ads and promotions. Once again, we've done multiple studies around this and people really don't like these. (laughs) The response has been, I feel like I'm just being sold to They're just trying to promote something to get me to buy it. Do you blame them? Think about it yourself, put yourselves in the, the shoes of other people. I think the other challenge when it comes to these rotating banner ads and these homepages is only 1% think about this for a moment. 1% of people who visit the homepage, click on the rotating banner or the promotional ad. And out of all of those clicks, 84% are just on the first banner. 16%. So if you have multiple banners on your homepage, the other remaining banners behind that first one that are rotating through, they only get 16% out of all the clicks of just the 1% of clicks on the homepage. So let's make this math very easy. You get a hundred thousand people who visit your homepage. One percent click on the rotating banner ad. What is that 1%? Trying to do some quick math in my head. That's 1,000 people? And out of that, 840 click and engage on the first one. Why? Why? Why are we still putting these rotating banner ads in a world where we're talking about personalization? Using data to provide relevant content, relevant product offerings to people when they need them. Well, it's a legacy marketing tactic. This is a strategy, if you will, that has been held over from the days of broadcast marketing. And essentially this rotating banner ad is nothing more than a glorified digital billboard. It is a one-to-many messaging tool that needs to be retired for good. So you might be thinking, well, what do we put on the homepage instead? If we're we're gonna remove this rotating banner, these promotional ads, well, you start by putting your purpose statement. Why you do what you do at your financial brand. I think about an organization that we've been guiding over the past couple of years. They have been working very hard to number one, identify, which they have, and then now they're looking to integrate their purpose starting first internally with their culture, then second externally with the communities that they serve. And their purpose is to enrich lives through financial guidance for an even better tomorrow. And we know when working with other financial brands that lead with a purpose statement, that purpose statement becomes the positioning statement, they are making an emotional connection with people beyond the rotating banner ad. People want to know why you do what you do and the very first thing that people see on your website if it makes an emotional connection with them you've made a positive deposit into the trust fund that sits between their ears and then now on the second visit when they come back to your website no longer do you just show the the position or the purpose statement you can now personalize that experience based upon their data based upon their digital behavior of where they are on their own financial journey. So for example, if they were looking at say uh, mortgages, they're looking not for a mortgage, they're looking to buy a home. Well, you can now offer a mortgage buying guide and a mortgage buying promotion because you're committed to helping first and selling second. So this brings us to another point of digital differentiation, which is something that we call guided selling. Financial brands no longer have the luxury of talking to someone face-to-face through the buying journey. As much as we want to, we wanna make that connection, we wanna have that relationship, we wanna sit down and have that conversation with someone. The challenge is 70 to 80% of the buying decision for financial products were made long before a consumer walked into a physical branch, if they even walked into a branch at all, or if they called someone in the contact center. Now, this does not mean that people aren't looking for guidance. Yes, they're still looking for help. Yes, they're still looking for hope. In fact, there was a study from Facebook that found 60% of millennials, and if you think about millennials now and where they are in their life stage, 60% of millennials would like the, their financial brand to be a partner who helps to guide them towards a bigger, better, brighter future. But the problem is, of millennials trust banks. They trust credit unions for guidance.
1: Just like people feel stressed about money, we understand digital growth can also feel confusing, frustrating, and overwhelming. But it doesn't have to feel this way for you because you can join the Digital Growth University to gain clarity through education, to overcome the fear of the unknown, Build your team's courage with a growth strategy to eliminate the fear of change and increase your confidence with coaching to remove the fear of failure. Visit digitalgrowth.com slash university to apply.
0: So there are really three things to look at here, three things to think about through the lens of the consumer when it comes to guided selling. Number one, where do you want me to go? Number two is what do you want me to do when I get there? then number three, how do you want me to feel along the way? See, when you map out these steps of a buying journey, of a pathway, of a process, whether it's the home buying process or the home buying journey or the car buying process or the car buying journey, maybe it's getting a checking account, getting a credit card, growing a business. When you map out the different steps, you gain clarity into the content that you need to offer help, to offer hope, to offer guidance, but you also gain clarity into how you can organize this content to provide context for people within their own buying journeys, to transform confusion into clarity, to increase their courage, to commit, to move forward, to click that apply button with confidence. And we've tested this, this idea of step-by-step selling on websites. And what we found is a three or four step process of where someone is in the buying journey, what they need to do next and how they should feel along the way. You tell them where they are, you tell them where they're going and you tell them what to expect. It's almost like a mall map. You are here and to get here, you need to take these next best steps forward. I wanna be very clear when we're talking about this idea of buying journey and content. We don't want to, to regurgitate your product features. Why? Product features are commoditized. And when you're thinking about guiding someone, you're providing the steps that they need to follow. Point A to B to C, steps one, two, three. And when you think about steps, three steps, four steps, tops, but three steps are a great way to start to help them move from where they are today, typically confused, typically frustrated around money in some type of perhaps financial pain to get them beyond that state in the present moment towards a bigger, better, brighter future. Omni trium perfectum, all good things come in threes start with three steps so as we start to wrap up what steps do you need to take what steps do you need to take to guide people beyond financial stress towards an even bigger better brighter future through your website through your digital experiences how might you be able to apply some of the thinking that i've shared today to position to level up to rise above commoditized rates the service that everyone talks about the Look lookalike laundry list of product features every other bank or credit union FinTech has on their websites. Where might you be able to reduce choice to increase clarity? And when you increase clarity, you increase the courage of people to commit, to move forward, to click apply with confidence. Text me. I want to hear from you. Text me. 415-579-3002. If you'd like to gain some objective perspective into these questions or send me a question that you have that you'd like to gain some clarity around, and I'll help answer it on a future podcast episode. Until next time, be well, do good, be the light.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay. To get even more practical and proven insights along with coaching and guidance, Visit digitalgrowth.com insider to join a community of growth-minded marketing and sales leaders from financial brands and fintechs. Until next time, be well and do good.